For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, what's up, man? I thought we were doing intros. I thought you were going to be late. Welcome, hello, welcome to the Players Lounge with Believe podcast. Uh, welcome to our first video podcast. It's kind of a big deal, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You get to just hear our dumb voices, but now you get to see our pretty faces. Scott, where are we at? Man, we are in Tire Biter Brewery, which is our first sponsor, baby. Let's go. Legit, man. too. Not you know. the first two of the first two episodes were actually pretty real, but this one's the most <laughs> realist. They even got cards. Shout out to Abe Lincoln. Thank you. Shout out good. to Mark Bednords and family. Yes. Um, so we're here at Tire Biter Brewery. This is right next door to Jackson Joe's for all you real Trojans out there that know about Jackson Joe over on Figaro and Adams. Um, Scott, what does Jackson Joe mean to you? Tradition, <laughs> family, power, grit, pancakes, pan- pancakes, pancakes. Uh, post-practice, yeah. uh, pre-practice, pre-game, post-game, wins, losses. There's a lot of tears, there's a lot of smiles, there's a lot of sweat, there's a lot of just juice in there. Yeah. Juices you well, probably pancake, don't. Well, pancakes are you eating? <laughs> pancakes you probably don't want to dabble in. Listen, Jackson Joe's yeah. been around for about 10 years. This has been a huge place for us when we were coming playing USC football to come together. A lot of us players did. And uh, now we're next door at the brewery. There's a fresh new brewery in town, Tire Buyer Brewery. Um, this is actually where I watched the game last week. We watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we watched together. That was the no. first time. <laughs> no. No. First time we watched together. Maybe we shouldn't do that anymore. That's a sponsor. That's later in the yeah, show. Sorry. Let's, yeah. touch that. That yeah, was my, touch that. That's, my, <laughs> that's yeah. my napkin. But no, I mean, we're at Tire Biter Brewery here today. This is going to be the host of our show every single week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have we people. We found a home. Yes, we found we a home. We have a home. We are no longer homeless in the podcast community. <laughs> in the podcast. In the podcast community. Uh, my my house is in that back <laughs> back recycling <laughs> bin right there, but um, no, this is this place is uh, bitching with a capital B. It is beautiful in here. I mean, every single thing Tire. in this place was built Biter. by Mark's hands and by, by myself. Yeah, and by us actually, yeah. we helped build this place as well. Uh, as you can see, I've been I've actually been wearing this every week, but now that you can see me, this is a cutoff polo uh, just to show that. We're here for business, but we like to party. I can confirm that. And Scott, shout out to Scott for representing the best best band in the world, USC. Yes, Fight on to you. our band members. Uh, very underrated. Uh, every every time we were up at 5 a.m., those motherfuckers were up. Yeah, well, after. they're the best band in the world, so. Goddamn right. Um, yeah. And where we let's say we watch the game here. Uh, let's talk about the game. Yeah, the game. What part of the game? We I took mean, an L dude, to the chin, huh? Facts are, we took an L. I think that we should have won that game. We had yeah, a lot we of both, opportunities. We too. both predicted. Yeah, we did. We were one and zero going into this week or in the last week, and then 
Now we're one and one. Yeah, yeah well, we have a better record than USC right now, though, <laughs> I mean, technically. <laughs> Actually, no, we don't. No. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but, I mean, you watched it. What are your thoughts, man? What did you see? Well, uh, one thing that I've been saying for a while is, like, consistency, like, in the play from the players. And despite how the game – ew. Dude, that's, like, four days old. That was here last week when we set this up. Anyways, it's about <laughs> four. Um, I thought the players actually played pretty consistent as far as, like, getting after it, despite interceptions, despite giving up big plays and whatnot. I think the consistency that I lacked was the coaching, and I've been defending the coaching this whole year, and um, I think I c- it's going to be hard for me to defend what I watched on – Saturday. Well, I remember we were talking earlier too, and you said that there's you know players were consistent, but the coaches were the ones that weren't. And so, what did you see with the coaching staff that like was the biggest uh, thing that you saw? Well, like I like the fourth down call early. That was tight. I was like, hell yeah, let's yeah, just get it. Yeah. Like we're better especially than, being on the road. Too. We're better than you. Like let's yeah, just get like, let's this. get after it. I just thought that like we one they were daring us to run the ball, and we weren't in the beginning. We started getting to it late, and you saw what we were doing. Like imagine if we'd been I don't know I. I just felt like Utah prepped us to like freaking smash mouth football. Like we, I knew you know Washington's not going to let us do one on ones and just throw it up all day, which they didn't. Yeah. Um, I thought Utah prepped us as far as like a nasty trench game to be able to kick Washington's ass in the trenches, and we were, but we weren't getting to that. Yeah. And I don't think. Oh, you go ahead. I well, got. I got no, another it, point. It was just, I wanted to hear. Yeah, yeah. Saying. I mean, it was just it was hilarious because I got here about I think like five minutes after the game started and. I remember I sat down next to you. I was like, what's the story of the game, buddy? And then you're just like, dude, they're daring us to run. Like, you literally told me that. And I was like, are they? And I look at the screen, and it's like literally three down linemen, and everybody else is just like eight yards back. I'm just like, you know, and then we're we're literally not even trying to run the ball. It's like, yo, dude, if you have five offensive linemen and you have three defensive linemen – we both know that run fits is math. That's mm-hmm. all it is. It's it's all it is for like people that don't you know that know those X's and O's like that. Because <laughs> um, we know the X's. Because I know the X's and O's, buddy. But no, it's li- it's literally math, man. You know, you get you get hat on hat. If you have five guys and you have three defensive linemen and the linebackers are eight yards off the ball, it's like, dude, do a freaking draw or like something, man. And yeah. th- eventually they did, but it was just it was frustrating. Yeah, we got to as it hell, at man. the end. That's what I meant yeah. by consistency. And also we got. Fucking runners, dude! Like all three of our dude, running backs, Stephen Carr, bro, they run hard. Yeah. They fucking pump their legs and yeah. they're moving. And again, even in the beginning, like, and I mean, coaches know this too, so it's not like I'm saying anything new. But like, even if you don't get like more than two yards, three yards, like you just pound the ball yeah. and just bring those guys up so that you can throw the ball. I just felt like they were putting Fink in a position to fail. Like, I still believe in Stinky Finky. I like him. I think he's a decent quarterback. I, I know he had some bad throws, but, like, I don't think he was put in the best position to make the plays. Like, I let like him his, run more, man. Yeah. Like, that touchdown run. He's got some wheels, man. He's got yeah. wheels. He, I think he's – again, I don't think he was ever out of it. Like, even when he threw picks, I think he was still into it. And yeah. I just think that – I don't think he was put in good positions to succeed personally. No. The, I mean, the coaching was, you know, subpar per usual. It's just – it's – it's bizarre, man, because we have these games like Utah where, honestly, it's like, holy shit, and Stanford, holy shit. Yeah. And then you go to the next game, and it's just like, 
Yeah. It's just a diarrhea filled yeah, toilet. Was, and you're just like, golly, man. It was. You know, it, it was just, it, it was hard to watch because you're like watching this. You're just like, dude, we can win this game if we just literally capitalize on like one of the blessings that they've given us. Yeah. And one thing that's always interesting to me is the fact that when we play like those afternoon games, because if you really think about it, like USC fans, if you really want to think about it, <laughs> when re- really think really ponder, I want you guys to put on your thinking caps. Go, get you know, traps out for this. Go, go walk somewhere where you're not around people right now, and just look into the sky and think about when was the last time that we like really played an afternoon game in the Coliseum. I honestly can't remember. 86. And, I, and that was a fluke. Dude. But we weren't in the Coliseum. We were in. Great year. I was in my dad's nuts. So. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't in the. <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't in the Coliseum. Mom. We were in Washington. Yeah. Well. Huh? We were in Washington. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, okay. though. Every single time that we play in the Coliseum, it's a night game. It's like 7 o'clock. The, yeah. uh, these night games are 730 sometimes. Oh. So uh, it's just even with muscle memory bro like it's hard to get yourself up especially when you're away i remember every time that we played cal it would always be an afternoon game and just like i don't know what it is just like having like an overcast setting being in like the in a morning game for some reason you still feel like you're sleeping like i swear i was literally trying to wake up for the first quarter of like the, the times we played at cal and we almost lost <laughs> but we won thank god you know but yeah it's it's frustrating to watch man yeah. and i think that like you said we've both been pro coach helton and i still am i'll always be coach yeah, pro I coach, coach helton coachella but, big yeah. horse <laughs> coachella big horse you know. big louie but <laughs> now man it's just getting to the points where it's like yo dog you got to be held accountable man yeah. and it's getting rough dude it's getting rough cuz ah, it's just it, it's, we should be winning. The, we should be winning these games. Yeah, definitely. man, it's hard to not feel frustrated, man. Because if you're if you're a USC fan, you're watching this. I mean, anytime the USC fans, anytime the USC loses, USC fans, they get a little get a little crazy. You yeah. know. Oh, been there. Yeah. Both of us. Yeah. 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 But thinking about it for this game, it's like, dude. Come on, man. And BYU is just like that. Was just like that was that was poop city. It's like, come on, man. We should. <laughs> I the thing you were is, go poop cheese. The thing, well, poop cheese is like a level, a level lower. Okay. Poop city is pretty bad though. <laughs> but like, dude, I can understand losing to Washington. They're a ranked team. We're a ranked team. Uh, BYU. That was a pretty bad loss, I would say. Yeah. But the the frustrating thing about Washington is we had so many opportunities. Yeah, when we were there. That's man. what's upsetting yeah. about it, and even. Like I said, I was actually happy with the way guys were playing. Like, Fink throws an interception, and then this dude comes in, what is it, third and 15? And he knows he's not getting the first down. He freaking lowers his fucking shoulders. Mm-hmm. And, like, just, like, that kind of energy, I don't know, like, that fired me up. And I thought guys were playing with that. Number one on defense, I feel like an asshole for not knowing I his name. I won't even attempt to <laughs> not, say his Not knowing his name right now, I but can't even say that his dude name. was bringing and some heat. which was from respect, too. Which was big because they had 15 out. I thought guys were playing hard. I thought the D-line was playing really – like, they they look like they're – like, a lot of times when I watch a game, I'm like, oh, my God, these guys are getting blown. Like, you know, all that stuff. I didn't yeah. see that. Like, no. I saw our guys playing yeah. good and, like, hard and like wanting to win. I just felt like they kept getting in positions. And then just, like, some of the play calls, dude, they were just – That's what I mean. I'm, I'm sitting there watching. It's, like, third down and six, and – guys are running like three yard routes you know and you can blame the player at that point but at the same time it's like yo dude that's that's also coaching it's like you tell if you especially if you have a timeout before that play you tell the guy who you know you're going to throw the ball to primarily because it's college football and be like yo dude 
get to the marker and get that first down. These guys are running like three yard outs and then they get tackled like two yards before the, the first down. It's just like, dude, what what are we doing here? Yeah, are we who, competing or are we just like trying to get stats? Yeah, and then who's fifteen on offense, the receiver? For us? Yeah. Dude, why you put me on the spot like Because <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I, I'm on the spot as well. Anyways, we kept throwing to him and I think all of our picks came from throws to him. I'm not pit, I'm not blaming him, but it's like well, it's probably on Finky. This dude, it's probably on Stink. On but, Stink, but Pink like Fink. it's like we're putting we're, you're throwing up the same balls he threw up in Utah to a guy that like has not been is not a veteran receiver, like yeah. not that receiver. Like yeah. that's maybe that's on Fink. I don't know what that's on, but well, I, I think there was there was one stat that I heard in the middle of the game. I I want to say it was like the third quarter, maybe. But they said that the longest pass that we had was nine yards yeah. up to that point. And yeah. it's like, dude. We have the best receiving core in the Pac-12. Right. Our guys are big bodies. Fink, Langs, he, like, I want to say Fink, 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 but Stinky, Pinky, Fink, he likes to throw that thing up. It's like, dude, I don't know if it's if it was hesitation on his part because he knows that he's playing like a big road game and it's like Washington and they usually have like a good secondary or whatever the hell he saw on mm-hmm. film. But the dude was lobbing that thing up and, and yeah. you know, shout out to the Clippers, go Lakers. But if you know he's sitting there lobbing that thing up in the last game against Utah, and then he's like just little dump passes, yeah, you know? and and that was frustrating to see because it's like if the guy's strength is to like throw that really nice deep ball, mm-hmm. what are we really doing here? Are we can comp- and then we're not even running the damn ball? Like, God well, that's dang. that's why I think running the ball comes in. It helps you. You run the ball, you pound them out, and you bring guys up. You make them fear the run, and they started fearing it at the end. We were running better than we were. <laughs> Don't eat that in the microphone. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear you. T- <gasps> Oh, oh, we're freaking, we, we were running the ball well. We were doing it late. And it's like, dude, we could, I, I felt like we we had the guys to do that early. And I thought we could have, if we just like believed in it and trusted it more, it would have opened up Fink. And run with Fink too. Believe. Run, do you believe? Believe. Do you believe? Shout out to Wang. Um, yeah, shout out to Nara. Nara Wang, miss you, man. Um. I think getting getting Fink to run, roll out, all that stuff, which comes from the run game. So yeah. I don't know, man. It was like I said. Usually I'm upset because I see guys getting their ass beat, like while the coaches are like a lot of people blame the coaches. I thought guys were playing their ass off. So chaps. Well, man. yeah, and you know now that that dude with an L like that. And then, I mean, we know we have a bye week this week. We got Notre Dame next week, which always makes me a little nervous um, out of respect, not out of anything, like, bad towards us, which is Notre Dame always brings that shit. So what is your – if you're Coach Helton right now, like, what are you going into this week? Coach Helton. What are you what are you going into this week? Because we, <laughs> I will say this for people that are, like, have never played uh, college football and all the guys that we did play with – the difference of a bye week when you lose compared to when you win is like grotesquely different, oh, dude. Man. Because the thing is when you when you win, it's like, all right, man, we'll have like a couple like walkthroughs, maybe like one padded practice, maybe two. Keep it light, keep your bodies fresh. But then when we lose, it's like, dude, balls to the wall. Run your Dude, I mean it's it's full pads tackling like it's not much of a bye week you know and that's the roughest part so with that being said if you're coach helton and you're going into this bye week what are you doing like what's your points of emphasis well before we do that i think we have a word from our sponsor ah yes yes old rice 
not very useful for anything, but if your phone breaks down or gets wet, then you stick your phone in there. And disclaimer, you cannot eat it. Old rice. So, so I think going into the bye week, I think trusting in yourself, like trusting in like the formula, like they, they have everything. They have everything to beat most teams in this country, I think. And what is I, it? I truly believe that. And what that. is it? Dude, getting back to like running the ball, getting back to putting guys like Fink, like get him on his, get him comfortable. I don't know what's, I mean, what's going to happen with Slovis and Fink? I mean, like, how does that work out? I don't, because isn't Slovis. I mean, the thing is, is with Slovis is that he kind of played similar in the BYU. No, game. I know. I don't, I don't think there's a, I mean, Slovis probably is a better arm, better passer. I think Fink, obviously. On the I think Fink is just is a is a better ball player at this yeah, point. Yeah, naturally. Like he he's older. Been, he's been in the fire more yeah. times. Like he played last year and he did pretty well. If I had to look at that thing and make a, a choice, I would go with Stinky Fink. I like him. Yeah. Um, I love saying Stinky Fink too. So. Yeah, I know. Slovis nothing, is nothing just like Fink. Slovis. Slovis. I will, on Slovis. I will break you. You know, but so if you if you're going, ah, dude, I just I well they can't, and you know what they can't do is they can't do that bull crap where it's like you're the starter, but don't mess up because yeah. we got this guy behind you, which well, I feel like they might do with either quarterback. It's like because <laughs> that's that's USC. That's buddy. USC, man. We put guys in. We're like you're going in, but don't fuck up. It's dude. like well that gives me no confidence that going in. And a, thing. don't get me wrong, a good player will rise above that, but like we do not help quarterbacks out when. Dude, what what did it what did we do? I think it was your first year, my second year, when we started Max Wittick and Cody no, Kessler. No, 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 that was my second year. That was that your was second, second year. year. We yeah, started yeah. Max Wittick the first half, Cody Kessler the second half. You're just like uh, <laughs> we really can't make one like decision, Coach Giff. Not only the quarterbacks were like, what the fuck, but even as players, you're like, Oh, who the fuck am I listening to? Yeah, like, I know, you man, need a guy. Rough. So I think them establishing their guy and putting everything behind him. Not using the like holding the other guy over his head, I think that's going to be a big po- uh, point of emphasis, obviously in the bye week. Yeah. Um, and I was saying trust in yourself with like, yeah, the loss was bad, but but like I I don't know, man. I, th- I they looked not bad to me. They just didn't look like they were in positions to win. And maybe if there's accountability, you might be able to come through and freaking put up a fight against Notre <laughs> Notre Dame because Notre, Notre Dame Notre, shame. Is, Notre, Notre Dame Notre Flame is freaking. Well, I got I got a hot take right now. Coming Ooh. in coming in hot and sexy hot. and powerful. I think that and I don't know anything. I didn't play <laughs> good any pref- kind of good sports. preface to your hot take. <laughs> Listen, I think and I don't know anything and probably shouldn't take this seriously. <laughs> probably, shouldn't, but probably shouldn't take it Don't to hear a word I'm saying. But I will say though that this air raid offense is a disaster. The I not think the not so air raid offense. The not so the not so air raid offense is not reliable. It's not consistent. And when you're playing with a third string quarterback who I still think is pretty damn solid compared yeah. to other starting quarterbacks in the Pac twelve, it just it don't work. You know, how how many times has Slovis or not Slovis, um but even Slovis, but with with Stinky Fink, how many times has he really had an opportunity to like gel with these guys the way that JT right. did all of camp, you know? Right. That's a, that's something to think about with with um with Stinky Fink. There's so many damn names right now, man. <laughs> you have to say Stinky Fink. Stinky Fink every single time. He didn't have the, he didn't have those reps in camp with those guys, you know. Yeah. So he's so he's being he's being forced into a whole scheme where it's like the whole thing is based off of this guy getting the ball to the receivers. I right. think more years than any of the teams or more more teams than any of the years in the past with USC. I think that when before we switched to the 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 pro style offense with uh with uh, switched away from the pro style offense right. with Sark 
I think the the so, biggest the biggest thing that we always were that we prided ourselves on was pro style offense. You right. know, that was always our thing. We're gonna run downhill and then we're gonna play action and just dump it on the top to our talented right. ass receivers. I think that of all the teams that we've seen in the last few years, this team is the most like fitting to that style right here. I agree. We got big boys up front, we got some sick ass running backs, and we have some dope ass receivers. So it's like, dude, why are we gonna sit here and keep dumping the ball when quite frankly it showed in the coaching that they don't have the utmost confidence in Fink? I understand that. He's a third ring third right. string quarterback. That's cool. But it's like, dude, let's go back to I, if I'm Coach Helton, this, this is what I'm getting at. I'm ditching that fucking air raid offense, man. I'll still have our plays, right. obviously. You can't change the whole damn playbook, but like our play calling, our our scheme, it's like, dude, we're gonna run the ball. Right. And if we don't run the ball, then we're gonna lose. You we know? believe in it. Yeah, too. but that's the thing. You have to because if you look at all these teams, look at I always try to look at the the best people in the game. Right. You look at Clemson, you look at Alabama, you look at all the other teams that are just Ohio constantly State. in the yeah Ohio State. All the teams that are always in the mix for the playoff, those guys are always running the rock, and you're watching them, and they're like, damn, they can get six yards at will if they want to, mm-hmm. you know. But it's it just it don't work when when you're sitting here doing that nonsense of trying to look cute and like, okay, we're an air raid offense, so we got to throw the ball. You know, if I'm Coach Elton, I'm ditching that shit, and I'm going right back to, like, our roots of USC, man, because at this point, it's not working, dude. And that's the thing about, about coaching. you got to make adjustments. So, it's we're, what, we're, what, we're finished with, like, the first quarter of the season now? Yeah. How many games are we I mean, in now? Yeah. We're in five, five games now? Something like that. We're three and two, I believe. <laughs> so, I think <laughs> five? Yeah. Yeah. So, we're like, it's like, it's like dude, yeah. <laughs> so... It's it make adjustments, man. It's perfect. It's it's great that we're able to get shout out to Mark. Shout out to Mark. Yeah, help setting this whole thing up. Yeah. Mark, we had to start over because uh, Scott's brother walked in. So yeah, it's a real shit show. I mean, so this is take two, but you don't know that. You don't know that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I just I, I think it's a great time to have a bye week, especially after yeah, that weak ass loss. 100%. So it's like, dude, reevaluate, regroup, and come into Notre Dame hot. You know, set the pace. Yeah, man. It's at the Coliseum, right? I believe it's at South Bend. Oh yeah. my! We should. Probably, I like. We should probably figure that I'm out. I'm pretty positive it's that at, makes a huge difference. I'm pretty positive it's at South Bend. Why? Well, how? How positive? See, we need to know our facts 30%. before we come on the show. But no. I'm pretty. I'm like. I'm fairly certain that we're at uh, South Bend. And if that's the case, I'm more hype as yeah, a as a player. I'm more hype going there than playing in the Coliseum this week. I'll say. I'll say this. When people ask. Like most memorable time, it's probably playing at South Bend. That place rocks more than any place. Ever. Maybe Oregon is up there, but like, dude, South Bend, Notre Dame. Oregon ain't got no championships no, though, dog. I, that's what I'm saying. They don't got juice no, like that. But they when got they that were, but when they were number one or number yeah, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was place fun. was there on top of you. Like the yeah. freaking fans are right here. Hey, you fucker. I know. Like <laughs> grabbing, <laughs> grabbing your shoulder pads. Oh. But at Notre Dame, you, I feel like you literally see the stadium like. Yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. fucking cheaters because they put speakers up. Like, yeah, I know. And they put speakers on their band. I know. And there's not one seat available in that place. No, on the field or in the stadium. That place, it's like, it's like ah, you fuckers. It looks very different from the Coliseum. Yeah, and I think as a player, that always fires you up. Hell yeah, it does. So yeah. I hope and it's always right a night game there for the most part when we play them too. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, because Bro, it's a rivalry, which game. which I like. Yeah. Well, I hope you're right about it. <laughs> Daddy being likes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Football. Um, well, Sports. I would say that. Hey, Blinken, what's your hot take for this week? Just also too, like one of the one of the encouraging things is like our line both ways, O line, D line. I don't know. I've been fired up watching the trenches. I usually watch the trenches when I watch SC or when I watch football in general. 
and this is the most excited I've been about USC is like they actually look like a team that like can compete with the big boys. Like yeah. these dudes can take on freaking do that D line freaking taking on blocks stuff yeah. and do, i mean they let up that freaking like 80 89 yard run touchdown yeah but it's, it d- happens once in a while but the d-line like uh, that's one thing i've been like excited about watching is just watching dudes take on double teams and not get pushed back freaking eight yards and then the old line too coming off the ball and that's what yeah. i mean by like back to the pro stuff like dude run it down their throats bro pac-12 ain't ready for this shit that's what i'm saying pac-12 is trying to be too cute too soft you go and see it when you see the when we play out of conference teams they try and do that stuff and nine times out of ten shit don't work so it's like dude us pac-12 <coughs> needs usc to be good because yeah. no uh, every time if you really look at it Every time that a Pac-12 school that has been at the top of the of the conference, whether Washington, whether Oregon, any of these schools, dude, the shit they 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 play other teams like from the conference from other conferences, and they can't compete with them, dude. But when we have us and we're solid and we got good coaching and we got good schemes, simple and effective <laughs> schemes, we back, w- dude, we win or we lose. <laughs> <laughs> But we Facts. have, but we Facts. <laughs> we do win. Take that to the bank. <laughs> but we do. We more times than we not, compete. though. Yes, we compete. we compete. Look at us I against. Agree. Don't look at Ohio State a couple years ago. But <laughs> I mean, we all we all knew what was going to happen at that point because our team that year was not the same when we won that Rose Bowl. Right. But you, you look at us when we play Penn State in the Rose Bowl. That was dude, a great game. Fucking amazing game. I was so drunk in the stands, dude. <laughs> Go <laughs> on. That was where the field goal was. Uh, I know. Just that field goal is like, this <laughs> longest field goal ever. That was a big help that getting that Rose Bowl, and that's what yeah. That, I, to what you're talking about, yes. And like, what coach won that? What's that? Coach Ellie. Yeah, I don't know people forget about that real Dude. quick. What was that like two, three years ago? Time flies, man. I Damn, know, but still though, can you imagine any other program? If you're at Nebraska and you no. want a big ass bowl game like that, and two years later you have like one bad season. Get that motherfucker out of here. You know, I was just like, God damn. Dude, any other Pac-12 defense against Saquon Barkley? Oh, Actually, yeah. he ran all over us. He did. He did. <laughs> but it was fun. But we had Stevie freaking. Oh, yeah. man. Stevie. But, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I don't, I don't got nothing. <laughs> Anyways, we Pac-12 needs USC to do good. I yeah. agree. And I don't think this is going to be the year. I'll say this. I feel like this year is the year of, like, besides Washington, like, where we destroy teams' hopes, but then also destroy our own, which we kind of already did. Yeah. Like, as far as, like, getting anywhere. We still, we still can get a sick bowl game. We could still win the South Division. Oh, we can still win the yeah. South, totally. We can still, we the could South still have Division. a positive year. But, I mean, like, just from the general attitude, it seems like we're going to, like, spoil some teams this season, but then also spoiling them. Yeah. Just games that we're supposed to win. It's like, like there's a part of me that believes we haven't beat Notre Dame. Maybe could, I'm crazy for could. saying that. I mean, we could. Because sure. without a bye week, hell no. With a bye week. Well, that's why I feel bad for USC fans because you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> and USC. Like, like Ohio State, Bama, oh, like you man. know what they're going to do. It's yeah. like, man, it's like how much are we going to win by? If it's you're facing a good team, it's like, oh, this is going to be a good game with right. us. It's like, dude, we could win by 30 or we're going to lose by 30. We don't know. I think we'll put again because of our O line D line. I think we can hang with a team like Notre Dame, yeah. even though they're freaking good. But if we go through a really good freaking bye week, maybe we recharge, man. Maybe yeah. we come out and again, like we 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 a lot of times play to teams' level, and if if we can get coaching on a consistent basis, we got athletes to beat everybody. I truly believe that. It seems like then this. I want to shift gears after this, but I want to. 
I, th- I just watching this team, and even, oh, dude, I don't, I don't want to dog Coach Helton because he's got, he's he's a beast, man. Like people don't give him enough credit. He's a he's a great. Completely agree. Like, you can't even talk about the dude as a man. Like everybody knows this thing, but like as a coach, he's pretty fucking good. People just. Yeah. He's it's like it's like lack of like detail in these things. But I do feel like one knock on the whole team, though, and the whole vibe. And as we know, the thing starts from the top. Mm-hmm. Coach Helton is the top other than Coach the higher ups. I'm not talking about them right now. <laughs> they are, they came on the show last week and yeah. it was it was an abomination. The kind of things they were saying to us it was yeah, pretty bad. That guy was uh, he's he an asshole. Yeah, he smelled like shit, too. Yeah, he did. But I think that the thing with this team is that we just – it feels like we're too nice, bro. Yeah. It feels like we care more about our image of USC and wanting to make us look good post-sanctions, even though that, that was, like, quite some time ago. It feels like we're sitting here trying to be uh, looking like dapper dandies and, like, USC is a good school. We graduate people with high GPAs. And it's just like, Bruh. are we trying to be Stanford? Are we trying to be, like, <laughs> Northwestern? Like, are we? what are we trying to do, man? Are we, like, are we going to tap into, like, what USC is, which is being, excuse my au revoir French, some bad motherfuckers, man. But it, it, it doesn't feel that way. Bro, that's been the case since Pete left. And I, I'll disagree. I'll disagree. No, no. I mean, not. I'm not saying it started. I'm saying it started. When the, he yeah, left. the, yeah, the, the ripple started it, when he left. Like yeah. My first year, Pete wasn't there, but like we still had some dogs. Yeah. And we kicked everybody's ass. But now that you look at this team, though, and every like, single team, every, this starting not to cut you off, but this team right now, there's nobody that is like had their fingerprints uh, or like been touched by people that have been there in the past. You right. know, like this is a, this team is like other than like John Houston, maybe this team is brand new, dude. Yeah. Brand new. Even Which the guys, good. even the guys who Which are seniors. Be a good thing. As of right, clean out some crap. Yeah. What I'm saying is that like I, I don't fully blame a lot of things on Coach Helton because uh, I think a lot of decisions since the Carol, the Carol, the Carol days, yeah, um, have have been to protect the school. I mean, USC has been the freaking sang- it's been a uh, scandal central even though all this shit goes on in schools all over the freaking nation, but SC is the one that takes the heat for it. So I feel like the school itself has like kind of s- pumped the brakes on yeah. football cuz they're like, well, yeah, guys, be careful." And I yeah. think Helton I don't think Helton has as much like power or We say. know he don't. Yeah, that's what I'm trying we to say. We know he don't. So he's under a lot of pressure. I mean, uh, Coach Ogeron, I don't know why. Like, people make an argument why he let, like, why he's gone. And everything. It's like I, he was the clear cut answer to me to have Coach O. Everybody loved him, players loved him, everything. But he wanted to do shit his way, and I don't think that was gonna fly with people higher up because his way, you know, you might be stepping on some toes. So they got a guy like Kiffin who they could tell what to do. Well, people by the name of Grat. Snaden, that it rhymes with a certain name. I'm not going to say the name. <laughs> the AD well, even, at the time. Even hiring him. Like, I think it, that was just a look, like to your point about looking good. Like, yeah. that was like, oh, we got Pat Hayden, former Trojan broadcaster. Like, we got Lynn Swan, MVP, you know, Super Bowl. And don't get me wrong, those guys have done way more than I. <laughs> um, I could only strive to be as good as them, but I think the hiring of them was for the looks. And. We said this last week. We got more freaking media than any team in the country, and we we're not we, like we're not even ranked. We haven't been. Yeah, we're not that. We're not it's, a top team. We're not a top football team, but we have the freaking promo videos and the warm ups and the all. We have the coolest. We have the coolest videos and hype videos. Like you get hype, but the hype is it ain't shit when you can't beat a team like Washington, who you're yeah. supposed to beat. 
And uh, I've said this about Helton. I I love the dude. Like, so I'm not going to be. I'm gonna try not to be fully biased towards him, but like I think he's an amazing coach and guy that actually like cares about players. I would love to see him remain on staff, maybe not as a head coach, but I really think they should take care of him because that dude has been through the shit, like yeah. has been through the thick and thin with SC. And again, he don't just only care about developing guys as football players; he cares about developing guys as as like human beings, like not being assholes, which I think is an important quality. Because a lot of coaches, just if you're a good player, they don't give a shit. Yeah. I think Helton doesn't care if you're good or not. He wants you to like be a decent human being. Yeah, no, Coach Helton's the man. So if you if you can take care of him in a way and keep him on staff, I think that's the move. If but in the meantime, I think they gotta get it. They gotta get a dude with like that that heat, like Coach O, or like somebody that can come and change the fucking culture. Because that's why I said it could be good having new guys, because then you can set a culture. A lot of people want to talk smack about Coach O, how he can't win the big ones. But all I know is when I look at the rankings right now, LSU's top five, killing it I, from what I've seen the last couple of weeks. Give him a couple of years to build culture, and Coach yeah. O would have built that culture at SC. He Are already you did. Me? He built it in half of. A season him and coach polamalu yeah. when you come onto the field and you got these two guys man there was just a different a different vibe like you were you were not fucking around like yeah. you were there for business and you were, and even when you're off time you were fucking getting after it and that that bled off on the seniors yeah that bled off from the seniors down and then with Heldon, like to talk about being too nice and stuff, I think he just is a good dude, and yeah. I, I don't, I don't fault him for that. And that's who yeah. he is, and I love him it's for very, it. It's very Friday Night Lights. Yeah, and he's and he's amazing. Coach for O, it. on the other hand, is <laughs> any, is given, any Sunday. given Sunday for <laughs> <laughs> football, like in life, it's a game of inches, and we yeah. fight for that inch every time. He was. He's very R-rated, but in a good like. Do you makers, want that, dude? Football is not this PG thirteen. Uh, in the Pac twelve, it is. <laughs> makers of men. He was makers of men, and and have him, and then balance it out with a guy like Heldon, and then you have an AD that can make it all yeah. chill. But I think chill, SC, chill. <laughs> I think SC and just freaking Cal- state of California in general is going. Uh, yeah. It's it's heading a direction where we got to be. We gotta well, be like walking on eggshells. Everything. I we mean, do. speaking of that, the reason I'm pulling out the cellular device is because we were looking at this article the other other day, and I wanted to pull it up just to talk about this because this is some pretty big shit going mm-hmm. on right now. I mean, you got LeBron James talking about this thing. LeBron like James. LeBron. I talked to LeBron James before this podcast, and he tells me, Stephen A. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's a good impression. I thought that was Bernie Bernie Sanders oh, for a no, second. Oh, no, no, no. That's a good but, um, So I'm um, citing CBS News. Just want to read this just for the people that are either listening. Um, California's for, for our six viewers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Nah, dog. <laughs> I want to shout out to uh, all the people that listened last week because you want to hear the number of viewers we had last yeah, what week? what do we have? Well, viewers, listeners, take it. Well, we all, well there's only listeners because we're audio. This is our first viewership. Well, listeners... You want to hear the number? Yes. 364. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on it's over. Time. Come on over, listeners. Yeah. And that's only our, what, our second show? That's pretty good. This is chapter pretty three, day. y'all. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this stuff because this show is going to be some, some cool shite. And it already is. Shout out to all the people that turned us down. <laughs> Shout out to all our guests. <laughs> no, nah, I mean. We're just. Oh. No, no, no. We got, we got a. Lincoln on the show today. <laughs> and a. then, I mean, for the next. Very appropriate for what you're bringing up. Yes. Californiers. 
bastards. California. <laughs> California's governor signed a first in the nation law Monday that will let college athletes hire agents and make money from endorsements. The law, which the NCAA vigorously opposed, could upend amateur sports in the U.S. and trigger a legal challenge. Under the law, which takes effect in 2023, I was right, students at public and private universities in the state will be allowed to sign deals with sneaker companies, soft drink makers, or other advertisers and profit from their images, names, or likeness, just like the pros. There's a whole article on CBS and every other freaking freaking news Mm -hmm. news group out there, but... Dude, first thoughts, because <laughs> I've been looking at Twitter the last few days since that news broke, dude, and it is like, it is a civil war right now with people on Twitter. Oh, dude. It man, is crazy. it's a hot topic. Yeah. This is my impersonation of the NCAA room. God damn it! Yeah, well, that's probably, <laughs> it's probably that and then a lot of broken stuff. Motherfucker! Dude, I love it. I love that we're, f- I love that California is like kind of giving a middle finger to the NCAA. The NCAA is a... F- it's, it's a, a crazy organization. Like it's a dictatorship, dude. Man. It's jacked up, and I mean, obviously grateful for the opportunity to like play this sport, but it's like, yeah, but I but mean, dude, these guys make so much money. Yeah, and they make it off guys' names, and then if you have a peep about Reggie Bush, what happened with him? He got it. His he's all over everywhere. Jerseys, video games, websites, every highlight tape. His mom gets a car, and it's like get in a house. I, in a house, I believe, but still though, <laughs> and maybe a couple of things. But. <laughs> but I mean, still, the the most the most basic thing though is, is that, like if you get a free cheeseburger on campus, <laughs> you could be ineligible, dude. It's nuts. But then you go look at Coach Saban, who's making God many million dollars. You know, yeah. it's just like oh, okay, cool. And then I have to go get neck surgery next week. Right. You know. Um, I yeah, think, dude, my back, like my back's still fucked up. Yeah, man, man, I, I got, I'm, on, I'm in a video game. It's like, whoa, who's that guy? Well, dude, I was really fired up seeing LeBron talk about this yeah. because he was, he literally was talking about if he went and played college ball. He's like, if my jersey was in in the stores, mm-hmm. it would have 23 all over the place, but my name would not be on it. He's like, the 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 stadium would be sold out every night. I would be on all the commercials. Mm-hmm. I would be on every single thing that you could think of. Because let's be real, if he went to college, he would have. Hundred uh, percent. And not everybody's LeBron James, obviously. No. But at the same time, when you have the top of the top holding it down for the people at the bottom, you know, it's like it, it, it speaks volumes too, man. And he's been le- taking the charge of this thing. I saw Draymond Green talking about it. Mm-hmm. It fires me up because oh, I'm sure more when guys. We, are gonna I think when out. we look back at the NCAA like 50 years from now, when things will clearly be different, we're gonna look Before back at that stuff. Uh, hopefully, if climate well, change doesn't take us out, <laughs> you have different, stolen different, all hopes and dreams, mate. Different podcast, <laughs> yeah. But dude, Joe NCAA Rogan. is just—it's gonna—it's gonna be looked back on as just like that was real, like that yeah. really happened, you know? Yeah, I'll say this: um, I'm glad that's 2023 because that gives it time to like make it legit. Because yeah. you don't want to just start giving dudes money. No, Trust no, no, me. no, no, no. When I got my first check. I think I bought like an airsoft gun. Like I do not, I do not know. Give an eighteen-year-old like good, a couple good thousand purchase. bucks. Just, yeah, <laughs> you'll go buy some dumb shit. Yeah. And if you're talking about thousands slash mil- like possibly millions, if you're in college, yeah. you're going to okay. You're going to college to play sports. Yeah. Not, if you get a scholarship to go, you're not going there to like. Yeah. So you might as well be able to make money. Like you have the means to do that if you're 
going to school for another reason. Like you can go do internships and you can't do that stuff for, for no. football, for basketball. And that's a good point. I mean, I don't, I don't know the answer for it. I don't know the specific uh, arrangement of how these kids get money, whether, you know, if somebody signs a deal with Nike for $10,000, mm-hmm. do they get that immediately? Um, does it, ha- do they get that? I don't know. That's, well, Scott, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. There's yeah. plenty of ways to do this. Actually. Well, let's break it down, buddy. Well, I'm just saying like, you can do it in a way where, uh, you can work with the school too. Like if you're a player that, say like a dory jackson right mm. dude that can make a lot of money we're not like maybe you have it where each semester and he graduates there's like each semester he gets through he gets a certain portion of money or at the end of it when he graduates if you were worried about them like going in and graduating i think there could be a way that you set it up not that you like hold the money hostage until no, they no, do no, it no, yeah. but there's a way to do it where it's like you get the money as you go through it yeah not instead of just like throwing these guys a bunch of money at once well i think that's a i think it's a great idea to have some kind of money stored away for when these guys graduate or whether they leave early to the pros you mm-hmm. know because there should be some kind of thing to where it's like if you don't graduate then i, I don't know i don't know how i don't know how yeah, like, I don't know like legally i don't know, I don't know how that would go but I think that just like the basic idea that when a guy graduates, he gets a certain amount of money, not like no like hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't know if anybody's well, whatever is that. whatever he makes on his, yeah, on his jersey. Yeah, and that's I true. Mean, that's I what mean, the thing is. I'm talking. I'm talking about like like a guy like me, for example. <laughs> I I don't know. I I started for two years. You know, I wasn't right. Noah Dory Jackson, but at the same time, I was a starter and I was in a lot of games and I had some good plays there. Had some bad plays there. But at the same time, though, I wonder what a guy right. like that, because at the end of the day, if you look at statistics, there are more guys like that in college oh, football yeah, than the Adoree Jacksons. You know, 100%. so I'm thinking about like just selfishly, I'm just like, man, if I was in college right now, how would that go? I'm sure that for the people that are like myself and my like guys that are probably not going to go to the NFL, they would still get some kind of sponsorship, whether it's like a local thing or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. So it's like, I can only imagine being like, all right, I'm going to graduate next year. I have about $17,000 in the bank right now. And, dude, that's like – it's like bar mitzvah money, like for real. Like yeah. it, it's it's being able to be having something when you go out into the world and not feel like you're just knee-deep in water, just like <gasps> trying to find your way. You I know? mean, you're sacrificing your body damn near for this freaking university and so anyways. Like, yeah. well, I don't see an issue with them having money. People say, well, you get a free education and all that stuff. Trust me, that shit ain't free, bro. No, it is you're not, not free. You're waking up. It's yeah. free. You're waking up at 4 in the morning. You're getting home at 11 at night. Plus, you got to do schoolwork. Plus, you got to yeah. do all these things. Again, the schoolwork that you probably won't even, unfortunately, like use if you're playing ball. Oh, sorry. I got to talk on the mic. But um, I think you can do setups where it's like you have a course on financial management, and then you get, like, you finish a course, and then you get that. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> You have a course on financial management. You have a course on agents. Like, dude, agents that take care, they take advantage of athletes is fucking nuts. You have a course on like agency, uh, law, like rep. You have a course on nutrition because, like, an athlete, you need to know about nutrition. Yeah. You have a course on working out, like exercising. Like, it's like you can almost set it up more directly to like for an athlete that's going to a school. Not not the saying that you can't go to school and study something else. Like, go do it. But I'm saying there there could be a cool set up with this money and the way they're getting it where it's like you take a course on financial um arrangements you take a course on buying a house which nobody knows about doing any of that shit you take a course on nutrition yada 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 and i think there's again 2023 we got some time to like figure it out i think they'll find a good system to be able to like make it where it's like you're not just throwing dudes a bunch of money but at the same time those dudes you're dude johnny manziel like 
Dude. He's like, all right, take when he, they're giving him crap. But he's like, all right, take my jersey off your web. His Johnny Manziel's jersey was on the front of the NCAA's website. They're like, hey, you can't see is your name, buddy. And he's like, all right, we'll take my fucking jersey down. Yeah, you can't get that sandwich. It's like what? Like, dude, I'm hungry. I'm hungry, bro. I'm out here freaking yeah. hurting. I think if so many people went like just casual fans, I feel like they think of when they hear this thing, they're like, oh well, that means that athletes are going to be getting paid like crazy amounts of money. Mm-hmm. As it. it's like, dude. There's obviously going to be like more in-depth plans once this thing goes through, and especially like you said, yeah. once it goes to into 2023, we'll have a much more detailed plan. But, dude, these sponsor, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, man, Old there ones. there needs to be something to be ta- to have these student athletes taken care of, man, because unfortunately like when you <laughs> just being honest like we'll be the dinosaurs of this whole thing <laughs> we're, i feel like we're, a dinosaur we're on, yeah i mean honestly like we're we're probably not going to get any benefit from that thing and you know that's fine but to know that like the kids coming up in the next 10 years will it makes me a little happy a little because i would like bit, to be in that not position. A lot. but well I'll, like i probably wouldn't want my kid to play ball right now no, like, dude. bro you, it's not worth it no if you don't if you don't make it you're so screwed it's not even if you don't make it to the nfl you're fucking screwed yeah like, and not okay not 100 percent true but like in a sense of like you give your body and then you don't get taken care of and it's like all right well i you mean got you neck, wanna, head and back problems well you want to talk about compensation for you know your, your yeah. playing and your likeness that's a uh, that's a different story compared to like medical insurance that <laughs> players need i mean dude I I know that you had back issues my fresh, my freshman year yeah my freshman year I had a herniated disc and you know who's going to pay for that cuz they told me <laughs> I'm going to need surgery again like in the next <laughs> no. like in the next like 10 years because you know you need to get I have a plate in my neck so like you'll have to get it switched out Dude. but it's like how are you how is that player supposed to take care of that like that's a that's almost a, that's like a five hundred thousand dollar surgery. <laughs> I had a doctor know? tell me as long as you're playing football, your back's gonna hurt. I was like, huh? Yeah, that's motivating. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll do you one better. When I was when I was eighteen, getting neck surgery <laughs> on my spine, um, they told my grandma, who my grandma thanks grandma, <laughs> she didn't tell me this until I told her I was done playing football. Um, they said that your grandson has the back of a thirty eight year old man. <laughs> And I was 18, fresh out of high school. Hadn't, Sports. Hadn't even played a season yet. Competition. You know? Yeah. And it's like, what? Do I want my kid to go through that? I don't know. Well, no. But, I, if, but if you get this. But if, you, but if you have a thing now to where it's like, hey, you know, you can, even if you don't go play in the pro, son, you can make a cool $50,000 while you're there. And that will set you up for financial mm-hmm. stability once you've gotten out of college. And then through that whole thing, you'll be able to network. You'll get your degree. That's a much better thing. So where if you're like, oh, I feel like I need to play baseball, which I'm a little bit less passionate about because I know that eventually I'll be getting taken care of. You know, and, and you can also go to the pros out of high school, which is yeah, crazy. Yeah, but that shit's even harder. Yeah. You know, I will say this. We do know what we sign up for. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to act like, we're, you know, will we take care of us? Because it's like, nah, man, this is a fucking gladiator sport. I'm here to bang heads, like all that stuff. But I, I feel like this benefits the sport even more if you take yeah. care of guys. And you like, they're so scared about teaching guys about concussions. It's like, no, teach them about concussions. They'll learn how to play better. Yeah. Like, I wish I had known because I was just fucking smacking my head against dudes. And it's like I'd rather play with better technique and stuff. I mean, why is there like watch rugby players, bro? They freaking bang each other up, but they're fine. Yeah, I don't, don't want to say fine, but yeah. they you learn how to use form. It's like th- I don't know, like all this stuff benefits athletes. It would benefit the NCAA too. So the the, the greediness is just fucking nuts. Yeah, 
Well, we're taking steps in the right direction. That's for fucking sure. Yeah, that's pretty cool yeah. in California to do yeah. that. And uh, I think they're going to hopefully set the way for... Yeah. Shout out to California. Yay, baby. Knows how to party. Mm-hmm. California. Knows how to party. All right, bring the stripper in. <laughs> so oh. she quit. Okay. Yeah, she quit on the day. Oh, she's getting leg surgery? Damn it. <laughs> that amputation. She played play football? <laughs> Um, do we have another sponsor, or are we? I think that we do have another sponsor. They sent in their. They're actually. Okay, they're they're in. Um, Again, shout out to Tire Biter Brewery, Figaro and Adams. Come by. They're open every day except for Tuesday. Hey, oh, hey, okay. he's uh, right here. Here's our sponsor. Players Lounge. Players Lounge. Believe Podcast Network. Um I got nothing else, man. Yeah, well, I think I think it's a good good thing to end that, man. I think that it's a it's a solid first day in Tire Biter Brewery, which is our first legit sponsor. Um also with Jackson Joe. So this thing's building steam only in the third episode, chapter mm-hmm. three, you could say. And, you know, next week we will for sure have a guest who uh, is actually in the NFL. It's going to be a sock puppet. Hey, guys. Glad to make it to the show. Appreciate Abe coming on today. Uh, well, he's the he's the hit of the show. I've already yeah, been getting DMs. No, I haven't. Um, <laughs> Not at yeah. all. Um, for real, though, this thing is going to continue to build. We're gonna, we are gonna have a lot of people that are really excited about this to come on and chat. And I'm glad that we have a home now at Tire Biter right next to Jackson Joe. Shout yeah. out to Mark Bednords and the Bednords family ballers also trojans um thanks for tuning in guys uh uh hopefully i'm gonna start getting a little more meat on these bones so i can flex a little more on you but uh it's good i appreciate your time it's good you're talking to me are you Uh, talking to me turn it off now on that note well look at this little remote thank you guys it's like a garage remote do we have a send out music or are we just Thank you for listening to the Players Lounge presented by Believe Podcast Network. And thank you to our sponsors, Tire Biter Brewery and Jackson Joe. See y'all next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.